0: This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Rotz with Longleaf Reptilia. And you're listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast.
1: Part of the Herpeticulture Network. there we go welcome everybody this is episode 133 of the Herpeticulture podcast just part of the Herpeticulture network i am justin smith of palmetto coast exotics
0: and i am Jacob bratz with longleaf reptilia
1: 133 i feel like we're gonna be at 150 before we know
0: it before we know it it's coming up
1: um very Excited this week. This is you know someone we wanted to have on for for a hot minute, and uh, finally made it happen. Yep. Kudos to the brats. For, yep. for making it making it so. Yep, I was chatting
0: chatting um, old Christian up.
1: Yep, that we're uh, yeah we're joined by Christian Elmer. How you doing? Of uh, CE Reptiles. Pretty good, good man. man. Good. It's finally starting to cool off. I think <laughs> we're nearing the end of the brutal. Southern summer, and I yeah. can't freaking wait. Yeah, yeah, and
2: it's uh, you know start up in here in time, the so. up here in the northwest, it's uh, generally cooler, but it's been a hell of a summer, so I'm looking forward to the fall. Shorter days are nice.
0: What are what are the nights like over by you right now? Uh, now we're
2: getting down to the 50s, which is great, but you know, seems like oh, months... <laughs> seems like for three months straight we were barely. Getting down to 70, which for me, you know, growing up here, that just doesn't work for me. So
0: <laughs> man, I think you would die down here. <laughs> I'm crazy. sure. I've
2: I've visited a few times, but uh yeah, always short trips.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I had uh I was at work today, I had some people from Colorado that came in and I was like, how does it compare? They're like, it's brutal. <laughs> it's like Damn. it's just I hate it so much. Like I just, it's it's not even necessarily the heat. It's just the fact that you can't do anything outside without just having to change your shirt because you're sweating so much. And that's yeah. why it's,
0: just, it's obnoxious. That's why I road yeah. cruise more than anything because yeah. it's high. And then down here, like in Florida, like at least in like, cause I've got a buddy in the Ocala area and there's like, there's no bugs, at least not like what we have up here or here compared to Florida or at least that part of Florida. I don't know about other places. But here, like any woods, anything with relative fresh water, the mosquitoes and the horse flies are just. Oh, yeah. See, that's a. Seal breaker Especially if it's been raining a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, it's terrible. And that's why I road cruise more than anything when I'm looking for snakes because it's. Hey, it's, it's more terrible. comfortable. Yeah. AC. It's, it's, it's like cheating almost. Yeah. It's been way more productive for me. At least, Well, not as of late. As of late, I found more when I'm out walking, but
1: do you do much herping up there
2: Uh, i try to not nearly as much as i'd like uh but it's you know all day trips for the most part i try and get to the east side of the state up here because we have uh, north pacific rattlesnakes and gophers and stuff on the other side of the mountains so that's kind of my favorite thing Um... to
1: do
3: nice Nice.
1: so we our friends jeff and kendra at puget sound pythons are up that way too how far are you from the puget sound itself
2: Oh, I'm in uh, Tacoma, which is right on the Puget 10, ten fifteen minute drive down to the oh, okay. down to the water.
1: So yeah, so you're in their neck of the woods, anyways. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah,
0: gotcha. If you don't, if you if you don't know them, you should. Cool people. Yeah, good no, hands. we're uh, acquaintances
2: based on the local shows and stuff, but uh, we haven't had a chance to hang out yet. So uh, mm.
0: nice, good people.
1: Well, you've yeah. got quite the eclectic collection and yeah we love that's a good word for it i mean since we also sort of have a have a pretty diverse collection as far as what we're into what we like to keep so it's always interesting to hear how people sort of navigate that and um but i guess first we'll get to just sort of a brief you know introduction of who you are and what you're currently working with
2: yeah uh name's christian elmer i've been keeping for the last 20 plus years um uh right now i'm currently working with uh borneos are my big thing and have been my big thing for a lot of years uh amazon tree boas also have some red bloods um getting back into corn snakes you know i've had them on and off for decades uh the emery rat snakes the locality ones and kind of are my big thing right now it's a lot of fun to work with i'm uh, getting a couple mm-hmm. generations into those and then uh other than that uh I got some Antaresia, just some a couple children's pythons. I've been breeding; those are fun. And uh, scrubs. Hopefully, I got some southern scrubs that should be ready to go this fall.
3: Oh hell
1: yeah! Nice. So you're those are adults? Like you're planning to breed those or cool them down? Yeah,
2: they're coming up on uh, five years, and last even last winter, the males cruising quite a bit. I probably could have tried to throw together, but I wanted to give them plenty of time. So
0: yeah. Awesome. for sure yeah now i've seen I've seen your scrubs man they're freaking studs, yeah, hopefully uh hopefully this is it. I had kind of heartbreak several years back in uh, twenty eighteen
2: I had another pair that I'd raised for five years, and you know same thing The pre year the males cruising so finally winter of twenty eighteen, I threw them together, they bred the male darkened up all the all the stuff and she was ready to go, and uh she was actually. Due delay while we were out of town actually on a, a disney trip so you know i had everything set up i was prepared to come home to some cool scrub eggs and come home and no no eggs no eggs waiting 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 <sighs> finally decided to palpate a few out and uh you know thought maybe she passed the restaurant she ended up passing away so uh, being mm. so close to what is kind of a, a big dream species and something i've had on and off for again, 15, 20 years was uh, a big bummer. So I wasn't sure I was going to try again, but sure enough, a few months later, David means had some, uh, uh, some hatchlings available. So picked them up and (laughs) started all over again. So hopefully this is a, hopefully this is a year, but you know, never count on anything. Yeah, man. That's sweet.
1: Well, that'll just mean whenever you do get eggs, it'll, it'll be even sweeter. Yeah,
2: yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. What was availability like when you, first got into those
2: uh it's it's weird because so back when i was in high school and i had just started kind of keeping gone to my first reptile show and had a handful of snakes uh i don't know if you guys know yasser mustafa mm-hmm. yeah so he i don't actually, know him but no welfare. yeah 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 so yeah. he uh used to be huge into scrubs and he was located in tacoma and he had just kind of we were on some of the same forums or whatever and messaged me at one point And was just like, Hey, if you ever want to, you know, meet up, talk, whatever. And so like six months later, I ended up reaching back out to him and say, Hey, you know, if you ever need someone to clean some snakes or bins or, or whatever, I'll come do it. If I, you know, come see what you're do- working with. And he took me up on it and it turns out he lived like two and a half blocks from wow. the house I grew up in, which is crazy. <laughs> no, and uh, he, he didn't keep his snakes there, but uh, yeah, pretty quickly, um you know he uh became friends and he'd come pick me up once every week or two we had out to uh, where he was keeping his snakes at and and so at the time he had everything he had helma Malucans, southerns barnecks all this stuff and uh, you know in addition to carpets and hognose and all the you know cool stuff like that so i got mm-hmm. introduced to a lot of scrubs early on which was uh pretty neat i mean not a lot of people get to have that experience and that breadth and stuff so as years went on and he was breeding stuff I was able to get some from him my first one was a was a, a trade basically I made him a cage he gave me a, a southern and then pretty quickly I picked up another female after that raised those ones up I never bred them they were just pets and then when you know I got married pretty early and we moved out into the small apartment unfortunately I had to let him go but I you know sold them to another mutual friend so that was that was fine so I didn't have them for a few years after that and then it was you know I said maybe. 10 years ago, I decided to get back into them, but, uh, nice. yeah, that's kind of my journey with them.
0: That's awesome, man. Yeah. They're definitely, they're definitely a, an interesting species. That's, that's for sure. I've, I've, I've semi enjoyed keeping my guy. He's, yeah. he's definitely, he's definitely a handful. Give it, give him that. Yeah. How, how are yours temperament wise? Are they, are they pretty So good? the,
2: the first ones I had, Uh, way back in the day they were both totally mellow of course these were captive bred babies so you know they have a much better chance the pair that i had a few years back uh, the female was totally chill which hurt that much more to to lose her the male was insane and now this pair the female's insane the male's real chill so you know you never know but uh if you do it right you don't really need to put your hands on them too much so
0: yeah yeah, no, I just, I, I'm thinking about, you know, my boy when he gets that big. How big is your adult male? Uh,
2: he's, he's probably, he actually was stretched out the other day. He was a little longer than I thought. He's probably a, a real thin eight feet. And okay. she's maybe just a, a touch bigger than that, or maybe a little heavier.
0: Yeah.
1: I think they're just like oversized Amazons, <laughs> or like they're curled up. They, they look have, like they're small, but then you, yeah. Wind him out. They got
0: much
2: better aim than my Amazon.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, man. That my that that's the thing about my boy. He's he'll get you from far away and he'll 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 get you. Yeah. When I
1: I was not prepared for the research had. <laughs> and I had him in my in my closet because he was in quarantine at the time, and he got wrapped up in the hangers and my wife's shirts and stuff. I never told her about it. And uh, <laughs> he took a swing at me and I was like he missed me only by, you know, maybe two inches. And I was like, oh, my God. And I,
2: yeah.
0: and I thought I was reaching. clear. I was like, <laughs> it
2: oh. r- really doesn't compare to
0: anything else. <laughs> so, like, realistically, though, you know, talking about their reach, how do you deal with a, a nasty, you know, scrub that's that big? Like just, uh, well, it just hooks and, and, and prayers. Sometimes I
2: got, uh, you know, back oh, in the day, like back when Yasser had some real big ones, it really didn't have a choice other than to grab them behind the head and kind of wrestle them out. I try to avoid that these days. And you know, this stuff yeah. isn't nearly as big as some of the big stuff, uh, he used to have, but, um, I have, uh, I have shift boxes, basically they're hide boxes. I actually took some, uh, Marine like access panels, like you use on a boat to access electronics and stuff mm-hmm. and bolted those into some, uh, rubbermaid type containers so it's a hide but i can cover it up and seal them in there now that only works if they're actually in the box which usually aren't they're on top of it basking or something like that <laughs> right
0: um right. i have
2: uh i have tubes you know like restraining tubes and if sometimes if i can get that just right over their head then it's pretty easy to grab them and just shift them into trash but you know, trash bin or whatever. That's what I had to do with in.
1: that tandem bar most of the time because he would yeah. just—it's like they're—they're they're made of Velcro. Like once they're sitting on something and they're just waiting for you to get close. Like after they've figured out that running is no longer an yeah. option, they're—they're yeah. they're, they're, they're firmly cemented on whatever they're hanging out on. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, so that's, I don't—I
2: uh, don't use perches for them anymore. I'm actually going to install some shelves again. I—I I just don't have them for these six-foot cages I have right now. But shelves are nice because they can get up there and, you know, but uh, you can pull them off and they can't grab anything if you install them. Right. So that's probably what I'd stick with with them.
0: Yeah, that's just yeah, they're, that, they're all that's my biggest yeah. thing with having a big scrub is how do you how do you deal? How do you deal with it? Like when it can you know reach past pretty much any hook that you. Yeah. And you it's, it's getting them
2: out use. of the cage because once they're out of the yeah, cage and you can let them. You know, head whichever direction they want to go. Then it's so much easier. But
3: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah, you got to do the dance. Oh yeah, it's a dance, all right. (laughs) Shit, my guy's only—he's probably four foot, four and a half foot. You're right though; they never seem that big, and then he stretches out, and I'm like, holy, like he's same
1: with. I mean, I get that with the Condros sometimes. Like, I pull out some of those, yeah. I'm like.
3: How did you this happen? This like, yeah, you need to go in something bigger. But, yeah, but that's them because they're always
0: like, coiled. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they almost look uncomfortable when they're stretched out. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind, of, kind of an unnatural position. Yeah, they're yeah. They're, like, they're like wobbly. You know, they like go back and forth. Yeah.
1: No. Did you ever do anything with conjures? <laughs> I've had
2: a few as pets over the years, but I've never tried to pair them up or anything like that. I don't have any right now.
1: I just figured you being a, a Corralis guy, it's, uh, I feel yeah, I like know it's go hand uh,
3: in hand. He just doesn't yeah, like big no, like snakes.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I like him. Uh, I like him as a good uh, display snake, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Now that I, I used to have some that were crosses and stuff, but uh, if I would ever try and get them and breed them, I'd want to get some nice locality like a uh, Maniquari or something like oh, that. Yeah. But just no, no space for him right now.
3: Well.
1: So your main focus is the short tails?
2: I guess you'd say that. I mean, they make up a probably the bigger percentage of my collection and I've been doing that continuously versus other stuff that's kind of come in and out, so. Yeah, I got my got my first short tail from Pro Exotics. I was a sophomore in high school. Oh yeah, I forgot they did those. It was a birthday gift and you know, it was back in the day, just on their website, they had a price list and it was a one year old short tail. You know, no pictures or anything because it's just a, you know, there's Mm -hmm. no morphs or anything to go off of. So just uh yeah, I want that one. They shipped it to me and she was a pain in the ass out of the bag, but I raised her up and she (laughs) mellowed out and I found another one locally. So I had a pair for a while. I never bred them back then. Um and that was another, you know, as I moved out after high school and stuff, I got rid of those. But uh, within a few years, I found um, Keith Brady, who was a local guy that used to do a lot of short tail pythons and like did the latte stuff and, and all that. He, uh, mm-hmm. I got a pair off him at one of the last shows he did up here back in like 06. And since then, I've been pretty much keeping them and breeding them continuously after I raised those ones up. So got some uh, got some cool stuff from that line that fade slash latte line and then uh got some other adults ultra bright stuff from buddy ryan young who was when he was getting rid of his stuff i got a lot kind of on breeding loan from him so kind of built nice. to what i have around that mm-hmm. that's
1: so are those i'm i'm Fairly clueless. I can look at those and know that it's either a blood or a short tail. But <laughs> to tell you which one's which, I'm really bad at. Jake is probably more versed in that than I am. But
0: I, I know. Are short bit.
1: tails were like the 007 stuff?
0: No, that, 007s are yeah, those okay, yeah those bloods. Those are the
2: red bloods. Yeah,
0: a lot of the like the a lot of because like tell me if I'm wrong, Christian, but most are all Borneo like true Borneo morphs, quote unquote, are all not um they're polygenic correct essentially yeah essentially yeah. like it's, there's uh, not that you don't have like the incomplete dominant and recessive no traits. And if, you, if you
2: jump onto like the you know the blood pythons they have a facebook group and everything there's a bunch of documents and articles written by you know some of the top guys trying to explain what's going on with all these different lines the only thing i can tell you if you have a couple cool looking borneos you pair them up you're gonna get some real cool looking babies yeah. And even if you pair a couple normal Borneos, you're going to get some real cool looking babies, most likely. So yeah, you know, that's that's kind of yeah. how I deal with them. Just pick what I like and see what comes out. I like the variety, yeah. as you can tell by the, the different species I keep. But I also like the variety in a single clutch of animals, and the Borneos definitely give that. So
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I've you've you've made me want you know just Borneos, just one pair. I tried Bloods, Bloods really weren't for me, but I feel like Borneos are like. The IJs and the carpet world, you know what yeah. I mean? Like little, little smaller, a little, brown, you know what I mean? A little Someone underappreciated,
2: favorite. of course. Yeah. You know, yeah. from my perspective.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, I think they're awesome. Yeah, I see. You deal with a lot of the a lot of stripes, don't you? Isn't yeah. that? Yeah. A lot of, of my do? founding
2: animals were like VPI stripe lines. So keep
0: that yeah. going. Nice. So what, what kind of morphs do you work with, with in the, uh, the Borneos? Uh,
2: so right now, everything I have, I'm raising up a bunch. I only have an adult trio at the moment. I lost a, another adult female a couple of years ago. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been raising up a bunch from the past few years. But it's all mostly across cross between that Keith Brady kind of latte line and the ultra bright look. So all mm-hmm. sort of grades within there and then uh, various levels of striping. And then um, my breeder male at the moment he's got a lot of orange super light orange head and uh i'm probably going to keep back some of the babies this year because i've done a real terrible job of (laughs) picking holdbacks the past (laughs) few years i just haven't kept enough you know so i'm like oh do i really need to do this but i think i'm dedicated this year to keeping back some animals for at least a few years and really expanding the looks i'm able to produce with that because there's some great orange head stuff and, and other things going on
0: It's never bad to keep, you know, babies for, you know, two, possibly even three years if you can. You know, if you have the space to do it, keep keep them all for two, three years and then then sell them, you know. But when you figure out what they're all going to look like, but not everybody has that luxury. You know, I know. I Did
1: they go through a pretty serious change from babies Uh, to adults?
0: Yeah, some really do, and it's kind of hard to predict. You know, I was gonna uh,
1: say that makes it really difficult to pick holdbacks then because that's yeah. that's why
0: it's so hard for carpets, like especially yeah. IJs, because yeah. they're freaking red when they come out, mm-hmm. and you have no idea how they're gonna look.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can you can tell some of the ultra stuff, and then Ghost and some of the other lines, you know, they're gonna come out light. Yeah. They're gonna get that gray wash or, or blue wash or whatever that's gonna be that's gonna increase. But uh, again, there's just so much variety you can never be certain until you
0: actually raise the thing up very nice the most exposure i had to um borneos was when i was at matt minnetola's house for at carpet fest oh yeah yeah he's got he's that guy's just insane insane. yeah (laughs) stupid borneos man yeah that's that's a level i
2: will never reach or really want to (laughs) want to reach i mean it's just it's just crazy what he's doing
0: yeah he's got a lot of stuff but Man, I love, I really like the look of yours. A lot of the babies I've seen you post are just like super... Yours just look super clean to me, you know? Yeah, very, this year is very, very awesome. sleek. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm happy with what
2: I've kept so far and, you know, this the ones I hatched this year. I guess it's weird. I'm, this is like the third or fourth time I've repeated this pairing over the last 10 years, but there's still stuff in there that I've never yeah. seen pop out before, which is, again,
0: the reason I like Borneos. Yeah, yeah. that's fun. Yeah. It's always like, I don't know. I plan on doing some repeat pairings like, you know, this year with carpets, you know, I had a pair that produced some absolutely killer babies, you know, two seasons ago. Yeah. I might pair those up again just to see what else could come out because there's you keep Yeah. I keep doing those pairings that throw semi interesting stuff to see like what they could really throw, you know, it's just pair them one time and call it a day because you didn't get exactly what you wanted. No,
2: well, the, wor- yes. the worst thing I can do is go through old pictures and just lament all the things I sold that I never should have because
3: yeah, I'll sell now
2: thinking, oh, well, I'll just keep one back next year and then I'll never have one hatched. that looks like that again.
0: Nope. So. No. Nope. And that's also why I really like if I can get babies to people I know, I prefer that because okay. if they yeah, turn out super to- nice, <laughs> I can be like, hey, can I borrow that? Oh, like... For sure. Yeah. You know, it's, and that's always, I don't know, that's what I prefer. I've been pretty lucky in that aspect. Most of my animals have gone to people I know fairly well, so it's always good. Yeah, I
1: mean, at this rate, we're just producing stuff just to send to friends. Yeah,
0: trade and, you know, <laughs> those throw each other snakes. Hey, you can pay me. <laughs> we'll figure it out. You know, that's, yeah. that's Billy's line. That's Billy's line. We'll figure it out. Yeah, that's figure
2: great out. when you get local friends or even non-local friends you can do that with. Oh yeah, I know, for
0: sure, for sure. Good deal. So, what about you know your Amazons? What are what are you you know going, that's, going that's towards what I, with those?
1: When I came across you, that was the thing that I had associated with you the most was Amazon.
0: Yeah, so I, I was like, man, you how, how do you how do you do <laughs> Amazons? Like he's a Borneo guy. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he
0: likes Amazon's stuff
3: on the ground.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if you kind of step back and think about it, again, I like I like the variety. So I like the short and fat, and then I like the long, skinny, arboreal <laughs> snakes. And realistically, as far as care, other than, uh, you know, climbing opportunities and whatnot, they're both, you know, pretty easy to keep, lower temperature species, not a lot of fuss. So they kind of do real well as companion species yeah. in the yeah. snake room. So, yeah, um, yeah uh, same thing. You know, I was I was gifted one, again, by... <laughs> Yasser is my first one back in high school. Um, it was a, a garden phase. And I ended up finally getting a male for it and pairing it up and breeding them in high school for the first time. And pretty much since then, I've I've never had a huge group of them. Um, you know, usually a pair or a couple pairs or whatever. But uh, and I just, you know, real laid back with them. I, I keep them. I breed them every couple of years when the females look like they're ready to go again. And yeah, I'd, I'd say I've averaged a, a litter every other year for the past 10, 15 years with the Amazons. I took a few years off there before and I uh, got rid of them all and then got a, another wildcock group I kind of started with. And now I'm excited because uh, a lot of what I have uh, is stuff that was uh, I produced myself that I'll be breeding over the next couple of years. So, nice. the next generation reds. And uh, honestly, the yellows, the reds are, I mean, the reds are great and they always sell super easy and impress at everyone. But the yellows are probably my favorite a nice clean patternless yellow animal is, is where it's at. Everyone always talks about that, you know, iconic image of a snake they saw on the cover of some book or something like that. And for me, it was a a yellow Amazon tree boa Mm -hmm. that caught my attention. So for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, every, they all have their, you know, sort of their, their merit.
0: I've always been more partial to the reds, but like when you specify like the patternless yellow, I I agree those, I absolutely love like the Amazons that are, completely patternless and straight yellow they just, look, yep. like little just they look like skinny bananas nice
2: and squeaky clean yeah and it's another thing you know i i could have spent uh you know a lot of money and gotten some real nice animals up front and things like that but i also kind of like the idea of it's it's easy amazons in my experience are one of the easier animals to get started out of the wild and breed in particular so it's kind of nice to hey this is this is your group you're going to start it you know and kind of start from scratch and, and work your way towards whatever you want to work towards with
0: them. Yeah, I know. It's awesome that you're, you know, your, your next breeding is going to be animals that you produced. I'm sure that's a, that's a huge accomplishment to have bred, produced, then re-raised. And yeah, I do I'm trying to think again. back because
2: my groups have been made up a lot of different things over the years, but I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever bred my own F1s to each other. Just they never lined up that way. So looking forward to it
1: yeah so what temperatures are you keeping yours at
2: uh you know my my room itself stays around 80 82 in the summer and you know during the winter it drops into the low 70s so i give everything supplemental heat but i keep it pretty limited to like 83 84 okay. uh, just with undertake you know heat tape and herb stats it's... and all that
1: i've had some amazons on and off over the years, and. I don't. I mean, the the ones that me and Bratz went in on together. They're fucking it, sneaks, man. It didn't. <laughs> it just. It didn't end well. I don't know. Yeah. They just. They went downhill for whatever reason. They just didn't do after for. How, how long did we have them before we started having issues?
0: Before that, we started was, having was, issues, or like how long one, we had one, them? Because we had. We started having issues. Yeah, probably about two, three months in, and then. But we had them for a total of almost a year, didn't we? Mm,
1: yeah. I don't know. We got some nice ones, and they just unfortunately they
0: didn't.
2: It's it's yeah, it's, was, yeah, it's weird because for as many as I've kept and and raised and stuff over the year, I've had probably more Amazon's have just some random problem out of the blue, and go downhill on me than any other species, and I still don't know why that is. And usually the ones that have done that have been captive bred, so it's not like they're you know something <laughs> coming out of the wild. So, well, ours I, definitely I, I, weren't oh, captive bred. Yeah, ours <laughs> were well, <of
3: course>.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's I really, don't I don't know why that is, but.
1: Yeah, it really turned me off to them. After that, yeah. I was like, I'm done with, I'm done with Amazons. But then I see pictures <laughs> of them and stuff, and yeah, people are getting them. And um, Billy got some at Daytona.
3: Like, Billy's saying, all yeah, about
0: I'm the Amazons, there. man. Seeing Billy work with them. Now you're talking about those yellows, and I'm like, oh yeah, those do exist. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, those are really cool. Yep. yep. Damn.
1: I remember sure. as a kid, there was that one issue of Reptiles with the Garden phase on the cover with the blue background.
2: Yeah, uh, I used to have that one.
1: That article, I don't. Was that article written by Mike Heinrich?
2: I don't remember, but uh, I, don't remember.
1: I don't ever know what happened to him, but he had a website and stuff like that, that I just, I was on all the time. Like yeah. I went through a, a serious Amazon phase when I, was, I think yeah. it was in maybe middle school or early in high school and they're really cool snakes. I just,
3: for no, they're just reason, I mean, they're, or, they're the
2: ideal, in my opinion, the ideal display snake and they're just about as low maintenance as any snake can get. I mean, not that the short tails are high maintenance, but, uh, you know. When you do have to clean them, it's a heavy duty cleaning versus, yeah. versus yeah. an Amazon, you know, just a little spot cleaning here and there and you can leave plants and everything, how you know, goes in depth as you want to with them
0: and pretty much hands off. Man, this is why these podcasts are dangerous. Because now I'm sitting here <laughs> thinking about yellow Amazons all perched up. In their a musk nice, is enough
1: for me closer. to say I'm I'm good.
3: Ooh.
0: Yeah,
1: They're just yeah. to me, their musk is, so the, is the worst. I don't know. It, it smells if you, like burning plastic.
3: If to you, me. Get, <laughs> if you get cat
0: the bread ones though, man. Maybe they won't. I don't uh, think that's the case. Maybe they won't musk as much. I don't think you that's what's going to happen. You never know. Just they were fun. I mean,
1: <laughs> to me, sort of the the. The grouchy attitude is a very redeeming quality in a in a way weird sense where it's almost comical. I think maybe it's just because they're so lazy and half assed with their with their strikes. And oh stuff. no, a-
2: absolutely! The Amazons. It's I mean, everyone <laughs> likes to talk about you know, especially people that haven't kept them how crazy they are and their reputation and like it's it's really funny just to watch what they're. They think about it for, you know, good 10 counts. And then they have the
0: laziest, (laughs) slowest
2: strike I've ever seen out of any animal.
0: Dude, I had, I had one. I know I've talked about it before, but this thing, man, I just like, it was sitting in its tub and just like came, came out. It was coming right up to me. And I just like kind of put my hand out and it would just like kind of get up on my hand and roll around (laughs) or go around, whatever. This thing came right up to my hand, put its nose like on my palm and just like looked at it for a second and just went. Bam! It's just like bit the bit the palm of my hand, like open yeah. mouth. I was like, "What the hell?" Like that's not that's not cool, man. That's
1: probably what's going to happen.
0: No, nah, that's not what you said. The thing I was, was not. There, I, I saw it. I took. I, the thing thing lid was off not, and I was
1: Like yeah, this one likes to like this one's chill up until you get really close to it.
0: I, I think something I didn't see that's the thing. I didn't get close to you, it. It got close to me. That's why I thought it was out, and okay. Of
1: course, it came right out and and gave you a love tap.
2: Yeah, yeah no, I've been lucky. Everything, all the Amazons I've produced these last several years have, with, you know, no intention on my part have just turned out to be totally handleable, which is cool. It's not something I ever thought I would end up with it was a, mm-hmm. an Amazon I could just pull out and, you know,
0: chill with, but uh, I'm, I'm real happy with the group I have. I might, I might could mess with some chill Amazons, man. I don't know. <laughs> I have oh, like I, I've, I've I had could, some that were worse than yellows. others.
1: I've had some that were really bad, and I've had some that were like, they took a kind of had a limit and then once they were at it then it was like okay dude but yeah i had the one the so the that was like i think i got my first amazon it was like 2007
0: oh wow maybe you were just a wee lot and i
1: got it at a show because it was in charleston and that one was actually it was an adult garden phase and that one was surprisingly chill like I could handle that one and I think I only got bit once and it completely surprised me cuz it was after I had handled it numerous times and it was cool and it just randomly just latched onto my hand <laughs> um and I don't know for a while I was like maybe this thing's sick like maybe this, <laughs> yeah maybe there's something wrong with it cuz this isn't normal like it's everything you know everything I read at the time was like yep they're they're not great for kids birthday parties but you.
3: know, no they're no. pretty you know
2: no, and the ones I handle, of course, I'd never hand off to anybody else. But I, I'm, yeah. I'm 100% confident in me being able to deal with them with no issues. So,
1: I also yeah. find it cool that Kathy Love had her sort of stint with them too. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. That was really. I think a lot of people kind of forget that. You know, she's obviously known for the corns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But she had a pretty serious Amazon uh, collection at one point.
2: Yeah, she really did. I, uh, I was talking to her way, I don't know, ten. It was a while ago. It was probably eighteen years ago. I did a little like t-shirt design for them. A, a few little like graphic design things. I used to kind of do a little bit of artwork and stuff. So traded a few corn snakes with them back in the days. But yeah, she was on the Amazon forums and stuff like that. She had some real neat stuff. Nice.
1: Do you ever do anything with with uh, emeralds?
2: I have really been thinking about it lately. Um, you know, thinking about the number of animals I have. And if I were to kind of pare down a touch, what would I, what would I want to focus on? And I have never had an emerald. um, And it's, it's real tempting. I, I actually honestly used to not like them. There used to be something about their, their head shape that just kind of turned me off, but I've really learned to appreciate them over the years. And, you know, if I wanted to kind of have something later in my reptile keeping life, that was a little bit more of a focus, I could see myself going that direction. Just haven't pulled the trigger
0: yet.
1: I mean, especially if you're seeing the stuff that Ed Marino's got.
2: Oh
0: yeah. It's
1: like, oh my god. Have you seen any of that?
0: I think I know which one. Super white,
1: about. like frosted looking backs.
0: Yeah, they like oh. really dark red.
1: I think eh.
0: are you talking about know. the babies or adults? adults? Oh, the okay, adults have mind. like serious, like
1: literally looks like a snow cap, just the entire length of the body. Yeah. It's pretty sweet.
0: Yeah. No, Amazons are, are yeah, emeralds,
1: but with your with your Amazons, as far as pairings and stuff go, so you have, you know, the reds. You still get garden phase stuff out of those. Not sort of, you know, not as
2: many because the last litter was a the red a red male that I had produced to a uh, bicolor wildcat female, and so it was about fifty percent red, and then the rest was half yellow and half garden phase. So not many gardens coming out of what I have at the moment. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: which, you know, I love gardens too. They're all great. I like as I said, I like the variety. So
3: I
1: like the dark gardens. It's those sort of chocolate Yuho brown yeah. that don't do much for me. And I've there's seen some, some pictures of some that are like olive green or like a mint green almost. I don't know if those are photoshopped there there's
2: some that are almost them. kind of a lavender looking mm-hmm. garden when they when they grow up. But uh and those are cool. You know if I came across some of those at a show, I'd probably pick them up. Just to, just to fill out the collection a bit. But...
1: What's your take yeah, at on the, the moment, it's just...
2: Thing? Yeah. What's that?
1: What's your take on the whole Halloween thing?
2: Oh, they're... Honestly, if I had to rank them, they're probably my least favorite. They're just a little monochrome looking to me. And yeah, I still think they're cool animals, but... Yeah.
0: Just don't do it for you. Yeah, I
1: don't,
2: I just, know. I don't yeah, know. Personal seems, preference.
1: Yeah, it seems sort of like a marketing thing more than anything else. I mean, unless there's something I don't know, I always assume that they were just brighter, higher orange babies that just turned into sort of your run-of-the-mill garden phase by the time they were adults.
2: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you can usually count on them being, you know, if you like that black-and-white monochrome look as an adult, then then go for it. I, If I'm picking a garden phase, I prefer the ones that are more kind of light, gray, lavendery kind of looking, mm-hmm. but,
0: you know. Hey, they're all cool. Yeah, that is one thing about Amazon's. They they are really just neat snakes. They're also really cute as babies. I don't know what it is about them. They're Freaking adorable. They're huge eyes, massive heads too. Yeah,
2: they're just a pain in the ass. To, to <laughs> that's the only thing. That's the ding I'll give them is uh, starting off babies. Especially when you're working, you know, if you're working with Amazon line that you're um F threes or F fours, you're probably gonna have a lot easier time feeding them than. Working with wildcat parents, mm-hmm. which is pretty much what I've done exclusively over the years. So maybe if I start line breeding a little bit more, I'll have a little bit of an easier time. But and you know, it varies though litter to litter. Sometimes I have a lot of luck right up front, and some of them just make it work all the way to the end.
1: Is there any relation in that to parents being imported, or one parent being imported, or is it pretty much uh,
2: not? Again, not that I've noticed so far, but I'm hoping know, once I get some F 2s maybe those will show a little bit, a uh, little bit more data. Go straight to rodents.
1: What about uh, annulateds?
2: Um, so I had annulated way back in the day. Uh, my buddy Yasser again. He actually, we you know, way you know, way back, we were trading a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff going in between us. And so he purchased actually a group for me to keep for the time being. And they were real cool. They'd, now, those were some chill Corralis. They were super mellow. Uh, but actually, ended up something with that group. They started having some sort of regurgitation syndrome. Mm. They all started puking at different times. And I was, I mean, I kept going for as long as I could. I was doing stuff like skinning mice just to to make it an easier digestion Sweet. process. Yeah, and that I worked. Think Casey that Cannon worked was while. trying
1: that with his. He has yeah. some, some northern emeralds and but, he was Yeah.
2: Yes. unfortunately they all ended up going downhill which is you know a that real sucks. bummer but uh yeah then you live and learn i don't know what i learned out of that situation other than it was disappointing but you know <laughs> i could uh i could see myself going for him again someday
0: but you know you're a little gun shy once you've had an experience like that so yeah mm-hmm. no for sure that's was... It's always bad, like when your first experience with you know an animal like that just goes completely south. It just kind of turns you off to them. Kind of how like our Amazon, yeah, <laughs> our Amazon trip was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just kind of.
1: Eh. I think given the room now that I have, I think they would fare better just because the ambient is is higher and more consistent. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was just it sucked. I mean, they were. I feel like we. Really screwed. I really screwed the pooch on that one because that was a really nice pair that we had, or trio rather. Uh, one of them though, that one was like a complete freak accident. I don't know what happened with that one. It, like, which one? That was that the one that favorite? had like something stuck in its neck. Are you like, talking I about the smaller it?
0: red one or the bigger like? It was
1: the one of the female. It was the other female. So it was the trio, right? There was the yeah. one really killer orange female. There was that awesome male, and then there was that other female. Yeah,
0: that was more like a that gray. Was one that was had, the gray yeah, one, right? Kinda.
1: But it remember it had that that thing in its neck. Like I had fed it, and the mouse like
0: because that was the last one standing, stuck. wasn't it? No.
1: Oh. No. That was the first one to go. But the mouse got like stuck in its neck. It was really bizarre. I'd never yeah. seen anything like it. Like I tried to like palpate it out, and it just it didn't move. And it was I don't know what what happened with that. But yeah, that's weird. Uh, I would get back into Corrales for Roush and I in a hard yeah. Way, though. Like, so yeah,
2: and it was a uh, so I had a again a, a pair. Way back in the day, and it was a another kind of yasser deal situation, but uh, raised them up to adults, and they were big adults. I mean, they were every bit of six feet, maybe longer, and doing real well. And just as I was preparing to uh, pair them up, the female she got got a tumor and fast <laughs> growing. Like within know. a couple months, you know, from nothing to just you know, so there was there was no saving her. So we ended up we ended up selling the male. But, uh, you know, that one's a little easier to swallow because I can understand, you know, cancer, or tumor, or whatever, yeah, things really like that. Happen. About it. Yeah. Versus the uh, annulated. There's always a question of what what was going on there mm-hmm. and could could we have done something different, uh, you know. So. But, yeah, the Rushi's are real cool. Those are,
3: yeah.
2: it, you know, yeah, I, are I wouldn't really mind going for those again someday. But again, right now, just not a priority. I'm I'm happy with the Amazon's.
1: I'm really like, if I was going to get them, I'd definitely aim for like the really high black. I think it's the Costa Ricans that have a lot more black to them. I think There's so. I'm not, I'm not the
0: expert of yeah, those. I don't, but... I don't know. But just, I mean, look at that dude. Yeah, I think he's pretty freaking like, Those wicked, really
1: man. dark, high black ruchis. They almost are so got like badass. a
0: cottonmouth look to it. Like the other, the other one that was darker. Yeah. So.
1: Nipper has some that are killer. They're exactly like the yeah. ones that I like. He teases uh, me with stupid. them periodically. <laughs>
0: Yeah, those are pretty cool. But I don't know. I mean,
1: Ian Basell at S&J, he had some, and and I think he was. They were a nightmare for him. They were babies, and he was getting them going. I yeah. don't even know what happened if he ended up having success with them or what. But he just. I remember asking him about him. He's like, "They're they're. I can't get him to eat anything. Like he's he, he had oh, tried really? a bunch of stuff, and nothing was happening. So I just, yeah, if,
2: if I remember right, the ones I had were sub adults and I got them, and I you know raised them for a couple of years, and they were solid. I mean they. Did. outstanding they were never never an issue like, it was just freak thing that happened kind of took that project down so I
1: think yeah. the alterna of the corralis world yeah. getting them started is a real bitch but once they're going man it's yeah. uh, it's all downhill from there yeah but,
0: uh, let's talk uh with the new with the new podcast out and about yeah. let's uh let's talk corn snakes <laughs> man what kind of Don't what you? kind of corn snakes are you working with
2: Oh, I got back into them a few years ago. Right now, I got uh, uh, lavender stripe, ghost, motley. I've got a pair of uh, ghost sunkissed, which I'm excited. Ooh. Those should be ready to breed next year. I've seen some pictures of some amazing adults, and um, you know, the ones I'm raising up they're kind of middle of the range color wise. But I'm hoping, depending on what I hatch, there'll be some standouts in there. I can kind of go down that road because those are real cool. I really like anything with the kind of ghosts, lavender. <laughs> And then when you throw in a stripe or a motley to it and it just lightens and smooths it out, but that's kind of where my interests lie and have for a long time with corn snakes.
0: I, I found out recently from Chris Payne that when you combine motley and tessera, it makes this absolutely insane stripe. Oh really? I haven't seen those, yeah. I don't think. No, if you if you do a tessera and a motley together, you get just like it's it's almost like a I think it's more like a tri-stripe it's like almost super deal. Yeah, Really? Like a tessera, a tessera on steroids, which blows my mind because Motley's more of that like circular pattern. But yeah. when you mix it with tessera, it makes just an incredible huh. stripe. I might have to look into um, that because that yeah, that no, it's well interesting. It, talk to Chris Painchev about it, man. He'll show you some of the stuff he's produced. I just because I just got him got uh, an Annery and a Annery tessera from him. Mm-hmm. And they're all like I can make ghosts from. Them. They're head for all kinds of stuff. I can make ghosts, um, you know, tesseract ghosts, yeah. you know, molly Tessera ghosts. Yeah,
1: one of the ones I got from him recently too. It's like head for four different things. Yeah, <laughs> dude. He, <laughs> he's
0: <laughs> like, how am I supposed to know what I'm what I'm popping out with this? He, he told me he's like, just send me pictures when you reproduce <laughs> them, and I'll tell you what yeah. you have. And I was like, all right, cool. I can do <laughs> no, that. <laughs> it's cool. Even even this last year, I had some
2: surprise heads in there, which is you know always nice. Yeah. Um. You know, honestly, I mean, I love corn snakes. They were. One of the first snakes I ever had and first snakes I ever bred, certainly. For sure, uh, for sure. But uh, yeah, you know, I I will have them for a while, and then when things got to pare down, it's like, oh, the corn snakes are kind of first on the list to go because they're, on the one hand, easiest to get back into down the road, but I can never stay away from them for more than a few years. And then honestly, the other part of it is, you know, I love I love doing our local reptile shows and stuff like that. But when all you have on your table is short tail pythons and tree boas, you're not going to get a lot of beginners, you yeah. know, coming up and you, you, you kind of lose out on that ability to introduce somebody to their first snake. So having some corn snakes, just, Hey, this would be perfect for yeah. you to be able to kind of engage with the kids or anybody that's you know looking for their first snake or something like that. It's nice to have that level of variety too. Just, uh, to, you know, sort of all levels of keepers. You can
3: uh, yeah. have something to offer. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's, yeah, that's kind of what we, me and Phelan were talking about On the, the first episode of Corn Stars last night it Was That's like, one of the awesome things About those is like whether you're completely New to everything they're a good they're a good Option or if it's you know You've been doing it for years they're an awesome option You know it's just yeah, because, there's something to be said for the simplicity Of them that's oh, yeah. so enjoyable
0: And that's why I think they've been almost I'm not gonna say look down on because There's always been people that You know have loved them and had You know a bunch of them but like You know, there's definitely something to be said about just the simplicity and ease of keeping them. You know, it's just the sheer amount. They're fun. Like that's all it is. They are. They're they're, they're fun. They're They're easy. They're
2: they're fun. They're. I mean, relatively easy to start compared to a lot of other stuff I've kept over the years. Yeah. You know, and I I did a uh, show down in uh, Portland, Oregon a couple weeks ago, and the hottest ticket item was just hypo corns. Just you know, kind of what you might consider a byproduct of some of the other breedings, but man, you know little orange and red uh, baby and show a picture of an adult and people are all over
0: that. So yeah, man, they, their are corn corns are just fantastic, man. I absolutely love them. I mean, I, I love all rat snakes, you know, I'm a big, I'm a rat snake guy. Yeah. Yeah. I should be getting getting some
2: locality corns. I can't, I'm
3: uh, drawing a blank. I'm drawing a
2: blank though. Uh, Josh Mm. Easter, I think hatched them out, but I can't remember what, where they're from. You remember but, what uh, state they were from? Ah, no, no, I should have, should have prepped. <laughs> I'd have to go through my messages. Uh, uh, Yasser right. is uh, getting a group of them. So I'm getting a pair and he's getting trio or something like that. But yeah. anyway, looking forward to adding that and kind of keeping that its own separate little thing. So,
0: yeah, man, I love, I absolutely love the locality stuff. I got, you know, I got the Anneries from Chris cause I just wanted a fun morph project. Cause I love, you know, exantics and albinos. So I got, I had to get, you know, these annery looking or exanthic looking anneries from, from Chris for a little fun project. But, uh, I, I got, I've got like three different, four different localities now, I think I have to, I've got, cause at Daytona, I picked up Hernando County corns and I picked up a pair of F1 outcross buckskins and then cool. i've got your ladies islands oh yeah ladies yeah. islands so
3: did
1: i give you a pair of those yeah
0: oh yeah so those things are looking yeah. hot dude
1: yeah we're we're in corn snake like mecca yeah, yeah. yeah. we're, we're down sure. here in the very bottom corner of the state on the coast near jasper county man and nice.
0: the best corns in the country a hand,
1: <laughs> a hand yeah a handful of mine are, are wild caught and stuff that i've raised up over the last couple of years and just now starting to, to pair and get results from. So I'm I'm excited yeah. to pursue that more, but no, that's, that's awesome. That's one thing about corns. I do love is just the sheer variation you get, you know, whether it be locally, regionally uh, you know, it's, it's just awesome that, you know, even my, my pair that I got the eggs from and having babies from this year, was like, those were found literally, uh, I don't know, like two, 300 yards apart. Wow. but the females much lighter than the male is the males sort of that darker oak which I really like in yeah. Um uh, and then she's almost more like a I've actually contemplated whether or not she, there's like some sort of hyponess going on or something because her her blacks are pretty reduced she doesn't have very thick you know borders on the saddles mm. compared to the male and then the other male I have is kind of an in- between between the two of them where he he has those thicker borders but he is still that brighter orange um, so it's interesting that you know they come from the same you know Inside of the same twenty acres, yeah, but you get that variation and stuff. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy, but uh, that's real cool. Yeah, I like that. You know, corn snakes are kind of. I've I've moved away from my interest in morphs and a lot of species, but corn snakes are kind of that playground that I still yeah. stick with. Yeah, um, but at the same time, being able to have a a native, you know, a native uh, U.S. snake and know exactly where it came from and continue that line is such a cool thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's why, like, I'm you know, you're the those ladies' island corns from it's you are, kind of are some of the ones I'm most excited about, man. Mm-hmm. They're so freaking cool, but like, it it is really amazing how variable. Like, so I have you know, I have like six corns now, like three different localities. You know, if you look at them all mm-hmm. next to each other, they're completely different. You know, two of them are you know, a matter of miles apart, you know, right. from here to Jasper because the other pair are you know, Jasper County. And Um, you know, they're buckskin, so they've been selectively bred for a while. You know, these are the first generation outcrossed ones, but from um, from Tony, uh, Tony D. But, um, yeah, no, it's well, Joe brought up a
1: good point last night, too. Of like one of the awesome things about corns is just the fact that there's not this giant paywall behind them, like, yeah, there's really no corn morphs outside of you know the scaleless or palmetto stuff that's above five hundred six hundred dollars like i have yet to see a morph that that tops that i think the highest i've seen is maybe somewhere in the upper 400s maybe five but for the most part like if you want to get into like top floor top tier morphs that not a lot of people are doing stuff with yet like you really don't have to shovel a ton of money into it like you would with some other species
2: yeah no it's crazy you're you know when you're somebody that's used to browsing pythons and and whatnot on on market and then you switch over to corn snakes it's like you can't even believe the
0: (laughs) the difference and it's dangerous because you know because i was you know i'm the same way you know looking at carpets and stuff for so long like carpets are carts carpets aren't cheap you know a lot of times and going up too especially yeah farm bred
1: ijs now how much those have gone up over the last
0: yeah, to I to saw that, and sure. I was like, God damn! I need to produce more of these things. <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole batch. Um, but um, you know, then I started getting into more colubrids, and it was just like, man, I can buy all of these. Yeah, like, exactly, <laughs> it's dangerous, man. It's bad. You can build I
2: an can... entire breeding group for what it cost, uh, you know, for a single animal or a pair or something yeah. else. So
0: yeah, dude. It, I don't know. I've gone. I've gone kind of crazy with all <laughs> all that, man. I've got so many different. Words now but i'm i'm also like i'm doing good i'm only getting pairs of, of stuff and it's all it's all different
2: yeah i got your i got your pair of emery's mark over here so
0: <laughs> <laughs> super super excited about those
1: yeah it's just it's awesome because you can get really cool stuff you know like the extreme reverse okatee stuff that i saw at daytona really caught my eye and has me really wanting some of those and like those weren't crazy expensive but they look yeah. badass man like yeah Tessera, anything looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee yeah. Abbott had just all kinds of cool stuff. Even his own lines of Ocatees of are just insane. Some of the best, you know, it's just, it's, and to be able to do it all and still not feel guilty because you spent a ton of money and you're, you know, your wife's going to kill you if you <laughs> spent a ton, but, you know, you come home with six corns and you yeah. didn't shovel too much into it. So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And then it's also um, oh damn I lost my train of thought.
1: Derail. Yeah,
0: that was that was rough. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs>
1: but now, see, after going yeah. to Daytona, I saw some of the stuff oh, that I haven't had, and now it's like next year, you better be damn... I'm yeah, I'm gonna have some extra money stashed yeah. away because I saw the yeah. stuff he had, and I'm like, next year, I'm, I'm if he has those
0: at his table, I'm without a doubt getting some. I'm, I'm like, getting Sherman. I can tell you, I'm getting Sherman Ok So that's what I was gonna say, though. I also think it's cool how like the the quality Oketes that are out there, you know, the Shermans, the Buckskins, you know, stuff like that. They those alone, because of just the quality of, and there's no morph, no nothing, but they still go for morph prices. You know what I mean? This, yeah. Because it's a quality wild type. There's no morph, no nothing, but it'll still go as much as... There's there's an, or, an appropriate you know? value
2: placed on those animals, you know? Yeah, if absolutely. You don't, always, you don't always see in other species, so...
0: Yeah, you know, it's a lot of times the wild types, or no matter what it is, usually are, you know, way cheaper unless it's... Are way Yeah, way cheaper unless it's some, you know, very specific locality. But, like, Okatees are very... A lot of people have Okatees, but you know, they still go for as much as the morphs do, you know, and Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I think it's cool. It's, I think that people still show that appreciation for the wild type Oka you know, you can't
1: show someone an avid line Oka and say, tell me this thing is ugly.
0: No, no one will be able to do that. No, I don't care who you
1: are, man. (laughs) Like good old fashioned American Oka you know, the way the good Lord intended, <laughs> like those are, that's, that's a hard, hard animal to be. And I'll still take a really good looking okatee over just about any morph.
0: I will too, you know, man. I, I
1: love the, the Tani stuff. I love the tester stuff, all that, you know, but give me a, give me a good old fashioned okatee, man. And that's, that's where it's at for me.
0: I want to get yeah. different opportunities from like everybody, you know. I've got, I've got the buckskins. Just blend all the lines together. Well, no, I'm not going to blend anything. I just want them all, you know. <laughs> I got the bucks I got the buckskins, and I want the, I want Shermans, and then I want, I want Abbotts, and then you know, kind of keep them all around, you know. That'd be great. Is all that what your lines.
2: plan
1: is with your locality stuff? Is to sort of tie it into the morph stuff?
2: No, I don't think so. I think I'll, uh, I'll keep it pretty pretty line bread. I like the idea of knowing where it's at. I mean, who knows down the road? Mm-hmm. We'll see how things I'm planning out, to but... do
1: a little bit of both. I want to see yeah. what that what that F1, you know, or straight from the tap, you know, blood will, will do. With yeah, I mean, there's stuff. no harm
2: in, you know, throwing your mail to a morph mm-hmm. or whatever and, you know, mixing things up, but still, you still have that pure option on the other side, so.
1: And I talked to Doc Wyman about it, and I was like, is what I think is going to happen actually going to happen, which was, you know, having... So much of that line bread and uh like morph blood that's just chaos, you know, the genetically. If I put that back to like pure locality quote unquote ancestral corn blood, is it gonna do anything funky? And he's like, No,
0: not really, but we'll see. A yeah, boy can dream. You Never know. <laughs> A boy can dream. But see, like I also see I, I see stuff like so take your that uh the shell point. Mm-hmm. One, if you take that female, because you know, I it looks it's got a very different look than your other stuff. I it think it's
1: more like the Jasper County stuff that you. I
0: think see. if you plug that into something like annery, I think that a- that animal that would, would get would bring out a lot of yellow. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. anneries already naturally have like a yellow hue mm-hmm. on the on the sides of them and stuff. I think if you plug something like that into an annery, I think you get much more of that yellow coming out. You know, yeah, and that's I mean that's the excitement
1: of them. You know, the yeah. sky's a limit. Yeah. Like you're only you're only limited by your imagination.
2: And you know, and if, when you're talking about trying to drive your own line or something, the generations turn around pretty quick with the corners, too. So that's another advantage. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a quick results a lot quicker than you're trying to do something with pythons or boas or whatever else. Mm-hmm.
1: That's sure. that's one of the reasons I love the Tessera stuff so much. Is like I don't have to wait two to three generations before you're seeing tesseras. You know, it's like they're right there. It's right. going to get them you know, every time, and I I like that.
0: Oh, so do you
1: have any thorn scrubs?
2: No, no, I do no. not right now, but uh, I think I think Yasser does. He's been collecting a lot of locality, colubrid stuff, and I can't even keep up with everything he's doing. But uh, yeah, I'm Everyone's pretty sure I've seen him <laughs> post some pictures, so I'm sure in a few years there'll be some I'll have access to. No. yeah
0: man But you do have the Emory eye, yes, yeah. So those are very 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 nice
2: those are cool those kind of fell into my lap i was uh doing a doing a show and so was ryan young was there and he just came up and said hey you've been down in texas with uh casey lasik i was like hey you want some memories <laughs> like sure take a pair of memories, and uh you know he knew exactly they collected them like 25 miles west of uh sanderson so i knew exactly where they came from so yeah that's kind of how that started and i raised him up and Kept up a pair from their first breeding, so this year I was able to. I bred the F ones back to the wildcat parents, crossbred them, and so ended up with a couple clutches and some cool looks out of them. The original wildcat male, I would you know, I would call him like the oak t version of the of an embryo. He's got real thick black bands, real dark, and then the females, she's kind of this weird hypo washed out look. So. I, uh,
3: that's like I, I the one i yeah i i of the
0: one that i because i sent it to him too i was like do you have any from this female specifically <laughs> like you know like because i don't know what it was man because like i've not i'll like full disclosure i've never been a big like emery guy like i don't know like they had just they've never caught me like the yellows and the grays did But seeing that one that you have, I was like, that's, I don't know what it was, but it was like, it's that faded look. It was just so neat to me. And I was like, that could like be very selectively bred. And I want to be a part of whatever that is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to keep back several this year myself. And I I
2: didn't keep any last year, but I sold my entire, I just produced one clutch, but I sold my entire (laughs) clutch to my buddy. I Uh, I think he's still raising them except for maybe he sold off a pair or something i was getting 12 eggs out of that okay. wild caught female so real big eggs you know compared to a corn snake they're huge mm-hmm. babies come out like tanks so so yeah so he's yeah. he's doing all the work of raising up all the different looks and stuff so hopefully i'll get a chance to pop over to his place at some point and see how yeah. those are turning out and maybe inform some of my own decisions on holdbacks and whatnot over here but yeah, man. Yeah. She's, she's real unique. And, the, but I also like the male. I like that dark, you know, like, yeah, uh, dark board. Yeah, and for stuff. sure. So I'm kind of keeping some to hopefully go that direction too.
0: I like how those specifically, like I I feel like a lot of the Emery's have more like a brown look. Yours have more of like a greenish gray. Yeah. They definitely don't really
2: have that chocolate or anything like that. I haven't really seen any of that come out. So
0: I I think that that's also something that really pulled me to them. But then seeing those kind of gave me a new appreciation for Emery's. Now I'm like, now I got to have them all. Yeah. I got to have all the types Yeah. I never never really (laughs) would
2: have given them a second thought. Like I said, it just kind of opportunity popped up and hey, there's some. There's some, I know exactly where they came from and yeah. this is cool. And I kind of want to just stick with this. So
0: I also like having like different types of stuff from the same area. So like I have, I have a pair of forkline climb and those are actually from, uh, Brewster. I believe oh. Brewster, Brewster,
3: county.
0: Brewster county, yep. county, uh, Texas. And so when I saw those, those emories yeah. that you have were from that same County, I was like, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah. That's, you know, that's cool. why, that's why I got the Hernando County corns because I have a Hernando County yellow rat. That I'm going to be getting a mate for at Collect some point. But it's like, <laughs> exactly. I don't know. It was cool. Now I'm looking at possibly wanting Hernando County Kings in the future because, you know, just to stay with the, the theme, you know. It's pretty cool. You could so I don't know,
2: well just uh, based on one county.
0: Yeah, you know, Florida wall. Yeah,
3: exactly.
0: You know, I don't know. I thought it was kind of neat. So that was another thing that made me want those. Yeah. Um, But I don't know, man. They're just they're super freaking neat. And I don't know. I'm I love rat snakes so much. I've gone berserk. There's an odd
1: thing with the locality stuff that to me is almost like when you find an old penny from like the 40s or 50s yeah that's a good where you wonder yeah how it got from there to your pocket how it's who's carried that thing over history like how much stuff that penny has seen and you think about that just with the the locality stuff of like how long have these been on this island you know that i live on yeah you know how's that gene pool been you know the ebb and flow of that over the years like what does what occurred that has gotten them to look the way they look now. And I mean, you'll never know, but it's, it's just fun to think about. And there's something about that. That's a big draw for me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially. So,
0: yeah. And that's why I don't know, there's man. a mystery too. there's, and there's just, there's an appreciation for it. Just like, you know, like you said, Christian, knowing exactly where they came mm-hmm. from. There's like, no so, questions. Some of my yep. favorites right now are my Spartanburg, uh, black rats, man. And they're just, ah, oh, they're so are so neat and i don't know I, I you know black i love yellows and grays the most but i wanted one pair of black rats and like Spartanburg's really did it for me and i don't know having that specific knowing exactly you know what county these animals came from plus you know south carolina it's, yeah. nothing, it's snakes, no borders but
2: that's yeah. real cool i've always wanted to get some black rats never uh, pulled the trigger but i think if i were to do it these days i'd, I'd go for something locality I'd, you know
3: yeah
0: The Spartanburgs, man, they almost, they're, uh, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll, you'll see some with a little bit of that, that patterning in them, but they're, as far as black rats, though, they are the blackest. I Spartanburg is
1: the Jasper County for black.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, like they, they look like (laughs) some of them look like racers, man. It's, Uh, it's insane. You know, that's exactly why I got the ones that I did, because like I said, I wanted one pair of black rats and I saw somebody, it was somebody random on fauna or something had you know, these black rats and they're from Spartanburg and I saw the adults and I was like, damn, that's cool. And so I went on Chris Montrose's page and I saw he had them. And I was like, bam, <laughs> like, yes. So, you know, it's and now I have some, so that's you know, cool. That's cool. Yeah. I love them, man. And I don't know, I've gotten nuts with this locality stuff, especially in the, the rat snakes.
1: How big slash old was your female Emery when you paired her initially, like the first time?
2: No, they were neonates when I got them. So there, she was three years old. Okay. Same right. as same as to do for a corn snake. So that's a funny story with her. We uh we moved, we went moved from our apartment into a house back in 2016. And during the move, you know, I had stacks of bins and stuff, hadn't set up a snake room yet, and she got out. She got out for six months, was lost in this new house. So I thought that was it. This whole project is mm. done. But uh no, she showed up in the, you know, in the bathroom as they often do. <laughs> and uh so i just gave her extra food you know gave her a little extra time but uh yeah she bred for me that next year and so
1: because I, I got a pair of thorn scrubs from from our buddy chris and their new aces county and um the male i have no question that that he's he's probably ready the female it's just chris told me that they they you know the thorn scrubs in particular in that area get, get pretty big or thorn, mm, thorn yeah. scrubs in general get pretty big and so i'm i was gonna cool them down anyways but then it was a matter of pairing them in the spring I guess I should yeah, ask I, Chris because he'd have a better he has more context than I do as far as like adults yeah and stuff like I that.
0: mean you would probably want to pair them in spring right after right yeah after I think my pool. female
2: now is so they're my wild are six years old going on seven and she's she's about the size of a your typical adult cord snake a little okay. beefier but the my male who never was lost so kept feeding the whole time and everything like that now he's a tank he's he's bigger you know chunkier big sloped forehead kind of thing mm-hmm. he's just uh <laughs> you know he's he's the uh humvee version of the you know version of, the of the corn snake. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah that female thorn scrub man she's a she's a moody a moody <laughs> creature
0: they are cool man like again the thorn scrubs were the other ones i was like yeah they're cool but i don't know if they really do it for me and then justin got him. i was like all right that male though. they're, like they're, the they're pretty cool <laughs>
1: as far as color and pattern goes i like the male. more female because the female is that chocolate brown but the male has more of that sort of silverishness but he's got some aberrancy in the pattern and um,
0: the the aztec looking ones sort of, yeah. from uh like i know Montrose produced a hatched mm-hmm. out one and then chris is working with mm-hmm. you know some of those and man those things are they look like jigsaw puzzles man yeah so, there's 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 a thing. I, chris
1: chris managed I, to find a pair of them and he's like you want them and i was like sure give
3: them a shot
2: yeah, one uh, I did have one of the emerys dead in the egg, and it had a, a total Aztec kind of zigzag pattern mm. all the way down. I was real bummed. Uh, who knows, no. you know, that was incubation or whatever. But none of the others had it, so I would have liked to have uh, kept
1: that back, see if I could breed that. But
2: who knows? Maybe yeah, it'll pop you up again. Know, you
0: never know, man. That could be a you know recessive trait floating around. In I think. And... See,
1: that's the thing is, I was talking to Chris about that in particular, Chris Painschab, and he had mentioned that Montross had with the clutch that I guess he hatched out fairly recently, he had an aberrant male to a normal female and he had babies that came out with the aberrancy. So it sounds like it's, it's pretty inherent. Like it's, it's pretty contagious as far as Mm -hmm. inheritability, but uh, I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll find out with this stuff with mine come, come spring, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. I'm just enamored with anything from Texas at this point. (laughs) Just having gone out there, man, and seeing the landscape and, and whatnot, it's just, yeah, I oh, I got to so
2: make a trip down there at some point, and I've never other than stopping, you know, to the airport. And I've never done anything down in Texas, so that's definitely on my list.
1: You it's need not, Bairds, man. If you got the Emery, I do,
2: I do actually. I uh, every time I see a picture of those, <laughs> those are just insane. I've loved those. Another one I've loved for years. Just never quite pulled the trigger on, but uh, I think I can definitely find some space for some for some Bairds
0: yeah
1: everyone needs beards.
0: i'm way more like i want a small i want small numbers of some of the like the texas stuff but i'm still i'm way more into the the southeastern yeah rat rats and you know things of the things of the sort man i don't know i don't know what it is but makes it that's what makes us a good duo man you got all the the western stuff and i'll keep all the southeastern stuff
1: and it's interesting you said that about the eggs being bigger with the emery's, too, because I know oh, yeah. uh, like with bears, those are bigger eggs with bigger babies. And I wonder if that's just a product of that environment that they're they're living in.
2: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's crazy. I mean, side by side comparing a corn snake, it's it's like three times the size at least of a corn snake egg, emery eggs. and you can i mean you hold up a gravid female and you can count them on her belly they're just
0: you know, it's just (laughs) the seams are the babies are the babies like three times the size as a yeah for sure for sure because that was a thing with my my black rats compared to like baby yellows or baby yellow grades my my black rats i mean could take are taking fuzzies they've eaten yeah they were a month a month and some change old, and I'm feeding them fuzzies. You know, my yeah, all I, my yellows and other stuff are little tinies. You know,
2: I could for sure probably start these on small fuzzies as soon as they're out of the mm-hmm. egg. I I just feed them large pinkies, but right, yeah, they're uh, they're probably maybe a touch longer, but they're definitely beefier. Like mm-hmm. I, I should weigh them, but I guess at least three times the weight
1: of your average corn snake.
2: Each Jeez. of these guys
0: right Jeez. out of the egg. Yeah. So,
1: and how were those as far as getting them started?
2: Uh, pretty easy. Um. The only challenge I have really is because all I do is frozen thought. I don't really have, I don't breed rat or Mm -hmm. mice or anything like that. So some of them prefer live. So I gotta run to the pet store and get a few meals in them that way. Uh, But other than that, most of them will take it, no problem. If if they don't want it straight, I'll wash it off with Dawn dish soap, and they'll usually take it that way. That's something I just started uh, doing
1: with some of mine because some of the beards that I, well, I I hatched four beards. Two of them have been really difficult as far as getting them going, which apparently me and in, in talking to some other people, they said that's extremely odd hmm. because normally they'll, they'll eat out of the freaking egg almost is what I've been told. Um, but I just recently tried that Dawn thing and I'm kind of, it's weird that it works because you would think that it's, smell of the soap. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why it
2: works, but yeah. uh, it definitely works. And especially, you know, the Emory probably the easiest, easiest time I've had starting any baby snake but you know I've hatched a bunch of corn snakes and stuff too and those are kind of 50-50 to start but yeah that Dawn dish soap wash just uh, that does it for just about everything
1: Mm -hmm. I'm 2-0 and with it on on one of the holdback corns it's worked the past two times I've done it that snake is eaten within 15 minutes of me putting it in the cup with it yeah
2: I don't get it but (laughs) I'm glad somebody thought to try it at some point Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
0: because
1: that's what Matt most recommended I do he's like wash them He's like, don't cut them or brain them or anything. Just leave them as is. And, and you sure just enough, put a
0: little dab of soap in the water. I just water, put like one you? or two
1: drops, and that's all you need. And just let them do their little mosh pit circle in there even... as you're filling up
0: the bucket. And... Oh, so you put it in the bucket, and then fill it up with water.
3: Yeah, uh, I mean that's what okay. I do. I don't
2: know about. See, I got I, I fill up a Tupperware with the with the mice, and I dump a bunch of soap in there, and then seal it and shake it up real Jeez. hard, and <laughs> then <laughs> I, I just. <laughs> And then I just rinse them, rinse them, rinse them until there's yeah. no soap left. But uh, yeah. that's, that seemed to work.
1: Someone had a good theory. I wonder if it was Chris. But someone thought maybe the smell of like the mouse urine, for whatever reason, kind of spooked the babies into thinking maybe there was a bigger mouse around that was more predatory. But that seems kind of plausible, yeah. but I don't know. You would think maybe. if they smelled more like mice that they'd be all about it.
2: I would think so. You'd think if it smells like a mouse den or whatever, that wouldn't—they'd be inclined. But you know, I guess if they're inclined to eat lizards off the bat, you know, this makes it a little mm-hmm. less offensive to their, you know, yeah. sensibilities at that age.
0: Yeah, for sure.
3: Hmm.
0: I don't know. I want to try just out of curiosity, like with with rat snakes. I want to try more fish scenting and see if that does does anything because i found you know at least around here rat snakes do reside near water mm-hmm. pretty frequently and now I, I mean just knows? get
1: a can of tuna or something cheap and dip it yeah that. i tried that with I don't know. I my, my
0: dad's pond has a bunch of invasive. Oh, yeah, min- right. my dad's pond has a bunch of invasive minnows in it so i'm about to go out there and start <laughs> netting them for my water snakes i gotta i gotta get one water snake eating so i gotta get them on some um uh, some chop chopped guppies but i don't yeah, know I, have
2: the, I know the tuna has worked for uh, hognose snakes, I've had in the past.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I've heard of that working frogs. Yeah, for sure. So you got any species that
1: you haven't been working with, but you want to? Is that anything on the sort of the top of the um,
2: list? You know, everything is kind of steady right now. the The emerald tree boas are definitely a maybe. That's kind of out there in the next few years. One that I've always wanted, and I, you know, they're just hard to come by and pricey is the madagascar ground boas yeah. but uh, i you haven't know, seen these, those
1: available in a long time no
2: and these past few years even the doom rolls have just shot gosh. up ridiculously in oh price oh my gosh, know, so. dude what but I yeah the ground boas is a big seven or eight foot ground boas just yeah appealing to me but uh yeah i don't know if i'll ever get the chance to pick those up
1: i forgot those existed until you mentioned them <laughs> like that's that's how i have I haven't seen any for sale and I don't. no either. it's been
2: it's I, been one of those back burner things and i've I've sent a few messages over the years when they've become available they're just they're hard to you know they pop up and they're gone just as quick it seems so and then of course you gotta verify is it actually what you're is that what you're getting yeah
0: so, so not just the weird looking doomeroles. yeah
1: you ever want to get any, any lizards or anything like that
2: uh you know I had crested geckos for a while, bred those those are fun um i've always liked rhino iguanas but honestly when it comes to that stuff that's just so much space and time mm-hmm. dedication and you know it's just I, I don't know if that would if that would work for me that's I've, like I've our, thought, like our... yeah
3: go
0: ahead
2: if uh if i to do anything i thought maybe like the you know Ackies and stuff like that if i were to ever make a big change down the road and you know, you can keep those in relatively small space. I also like Euromastics quite a bit. I used to have oh, a yeah. c- couple of those as pets. Um, so I could see myself going that direction. But again, that would take me you know, I would have to get rid of so much of what I already have. I don't know if that's in the cards for at least the near future.
1: I, I miss I miss euros a lot. Yeah, yeah. we used to have uh,
2: Doug Dix. I don't know if you know him. Deer Fern Farms. He used to live up here in the Northwest. So he was always at the local shows and he had tons of different species and stuff and those are real cool real cool little lizards
1: i i was actually talking to alan stevens about some Ackies today those are gonna looking like those are gonna happen so i gotta start getting a i'm gonna get one of these python portal things set up and, and adjusted to oh you're gonna get uh, yeah it's gonna happen oh boy. that's cool he nice. he finally beat me down, man, after <laughs> like a straight year, year and a half of him just sending me pictures every time he had his baby saying, what's your address? Finally, I'm just going to bite the bullet and do it. Bye. Burke talks about him, And if Burke, if they're if they're Burke approved, <clears throat> then uh,
0: there's Smitty approved.
1: Then there's, there's clearly <laughs> something something there because I trust his judgment.
2: Yeah. I might have to if I can find someone local that has has some I can check out. That would probably clinch it for me. But uh, I've always loved reading articles on them, and they're just they're just cool little lizards.
1: I love monitors. Like I would love to. Like that's if I had. Unlimited space and time and resources and stuff, I'd probably get into a lot of those smaller oh, for, yeah. species. Yeah. But you know, it's just one of those things where I, it's like a parrot. You know, you don't have the space and time; it's it's hard to justify doing it. You know, they
2: yeah, do exactly. My wife has always uh, loved tegus the way they look and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But again, it's a matter of the space and time dedication. Just wouldn't be fair to the animal. Not right now.
0: To me, those like at least for me, obviously there are people not you know who who do them younger but for me like those stuff because like my plan is to work my job retire I know I can't retire and not have a job so like the plan <laughs> is to hopefully be able to read reptiles full-time after I retire so for me stuff like that's like a retirement project so that's you know kind I mean? of my thought like I, I know
2: I'm never going to do this for a living I like I like my day I, I shouldn't say I like my day job, but I like the, <laughs> the steady paycheck of a day job.
3: Exactly. But, uh, you
2: know, if I can work hard at that and eventually retire and then, you know, this will be a retirement job. And that sounds like
0: a good way to go for me. It's that's, better
1: than just playing golf every day until you die. Exactly. Uh, that's how <laughs> I see it. And
0: like nowadays, man, like if you have, especially if you just have like one retirement fund from one job, like you can't live off that. No. Yeah. Like yeah. it'll be. It, it's going
3: to look like by the time we're old.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, I've still got 20 two years to put in or 23 years to put it in. And, um, but you know, the way I see it is like, I can retire when I'm 49 because of when I started my job, you know, if I can do that, retire with a full pension and then breed snakes as my side job just until I die. And I tell
1: you what, working at a cigar shop, you see a lot of retirees that have nothing to do And so it gives you a much better appreciation of when I retire, I will not be one of those people. I'm going to have something that just keeps me busy and keeps me Yeah. I've never
2: understood like that. that. I just feel like I can fill every minute of every day. Yeah. <laughs> and when yeah. I retire, it'll just be filled with something else other than work. But
1: you just, you need, you need something to keep you, keep you motivated and focused, you know, day to day and something like you going, need a, man. you need a goalpost. There always needs to be one in front of you somewhere, you know, whether it's short term, long term, and seeing these guys that just retire after working their asses off for you know sixty years, whatever fifty years, and then they just wake up every day, play golf, go home. Yeah, wake up the yeah next day my uh, play golf, go home. It's just my it's- grandpa.
2: He was uh, he was the same way. He worked for the or for the uh, railroad for years, retired, and then pretty much was in his recliner <laughs> watching TV, getting served food, you know, till uh till he passed a few years ago, you know, and that was kind of too bad but uh yeah i never understood that kind of mindset
1: Mm -hmm. i just see myself getting bored very quickly like i'd have to have something to do i'd go crazy i have an uncle that just retired and he's uh, i think he's lower to mid 60s and he was in the marines and he was a cop for at least 10 years and so he's got double retirement from both and he's i mean he loves it but he also stays pretty active and he's you know he's big on like marathons and stuff but it's like i i asked him like you don't get bored and he's like hell no (laughs) <laughs> like, i'd go crazy man like i'd have yeah. to be doing something just well, that's
0: what i mean it's always good to have you know especially if you have something that makes you that little bit of extra money and it's something you love you know like yeah. that's you yeah, know, that would be at least that's my goal obviously you know announcing your plans is a good way to make god laugh but, <laughs> you know. but no
2: I, i'm right i'm right there with you i mean you can you know this, this is all hobby now and i can afford to not breed for a year or do whatever i need to because yeah. it's not affecting anything but you know, maybe when I retire and I can focus on it, I can actually treat it like a little bit of a business and, and right, exactly. get a little bit more out of it. So, yeah, I think and, it's
1: perfect for it, really. Because I yeah. mean, you think about it, it's not super physically demanding or anything like that. Yeah. You know, it keeps you mentally sharp because you got to obviously be present and think about what you're doing. Yeah. You know, to me, it's like the perfect, perfect retirement yeah. thing.
0: Man, it's, that's it's just, my thought. Because yeah. when you're retired, you can put, you know, you know 30 to you know 40 hours a week into it if you wanted to and even that mm-hmm. it's up to you of how big you want to go with it you know and but then that's the opportunity you can get into those you know especially if you're in a position like me where you know again i can retire before i'm 50 you know so at that point like i'm still play guys still got plenty of life to do, you know, rhino iguanas and set yeah. up these, you know, insane, you know, enclosures for just go live
3: on 50 acres and just buy everything. Exactly, <laughs> you know,
0: like buy and breed everything and anything, you know, and you yeah. know, whatever, just have fun with it and that's I don't know. That's the goal. But it's the dream. All the birds yeah. and rhino rats, all the birds and rhino rats.
1: and chondros <laughs> I I yeah. can't uh, you need clam. if you if you've never had rhino rats, man, get your hands on some because, yeah, oh my God, those things are so much fun. They are, pretty
2: they're neat. cool looking. I know that. Oh, never so really cool. looked into them too much.
1: So easy to keep, tons of personality. Like we were just playing with them before we came in here, and I was letting Jake play with a few of them, and they're just. I've I've fallen in love with that species so hard now. Like it's become one of my favorite species of all time. I think they've taken yeah. the place as far as brettles go in terms <laughs> of like the complete package, like their looks, their personality, their their ease of care. They're just they're so much fun. And I I I gotta have more of them. <laughs> and my wife likes them, which is a
3: big, big plus too. She thinks <laughs> yeah,
0: awesome. that's nice. Yeah, that always always helps. <clears throat> yeah, man, with your with your ambient room temperature rhinos would rhinos would love it man you know you wouldn't even need yeah. to give them heat you wouldn't even need to give them heat yeah i got. i
2: could go a little higher on some of these stacks in here
0: <laughs> there you go there you go see yeah now oh, they are cool i still i'm yeah. still a little partial to the barons i still like the, like the barons a little bit more yeah. but yeah, you know, those, are,
2: those are cool
0: yeah what
1: but. are you planning to pair up in this upcoming season you got anything you breed during the winter versus um spring stuff
2: I am I'm, I'm kind of undecided. I've read a lot this year, kind of more than I was should have and uh <laughs> it's taken it's taken a a lot of a lot of time this summer, you know, after work and you know, between the commute I have and working out of that. I'm out of the house for 12 hours a day and then coming home and doing another 2 or 3 hours in the snake room base and stuff. But I think uh for sure I have a pair of uh, southern scrubs that's going to be my one big focus. Um I have a female Borneo that I've been raising. This will be her first year, so I'd like to give her a shot. And then beyond that, I'm kind of debating. I'll probably breed the, the Sunkissed Corns, the ghost sun kissed ghost corns and uh pair. I might hold off on producing any more emeries just because I have a lot going to be raising up this year. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be producing anything new. So I don't know. It might it might be a little mellower of a of a season, but I'll probably be pairing up Borneos in the Southern coming up in October and November. Especially, it's actually coming up quick. I can't believe we're yeah. September yeah. already.
0: That's not, and, not uh, far away looking, uh,
2: And then looking forward to putting down all the all the colubrids for the for the winter. <laughs> That'll be nice. Yeah, nice yeah
3: that, that little brumation
1: <laughs> period is nice because you know yeah. breeding mice and stuff too. It's a great opportunity to really load up for the yeah. for the spring and stuff and
0: yeah for sure it's
1: kind of nice to not have to worry about it. Just so put them away.
0: so real quick before you know we are we are getting close to an hour and a yeah. half here but uh so when it comes to brew mating so like i i've been thinking about how i want to do things moving forward it's probably I considerably up easier stuff. up there oh yeah, well, yeah i know that <laughs> yeah. i know that but you keep during like your summer months you keep everything in one room correct correct yep Okay, so during the winter to brewmate, what do you do with your corns and the emery's? Like, do you put them in separate containers and put them somewhere else? So, or... uh,
2: I have done that, but actually the way it's worked out now, I, have, I basically have an entire rack's worth of adults. And mm-hmm. so I just put them all in the 32-quart rack and just slide it on into the next room. So my snake room, we have a two-car garage. About a third of it is the snake room. And then next door to that is an unheated kind of... Just storage room, so I just slide it okay. next door, and it's pretty much perfect 50 55 over there. For the, the know, whole rack. three months they need it. Yep, just the whole nice. rack over there. That makes sense. Nice. Yeah, I started doing that last year, and that's so much easier than pulling everybody out and put them in a, a bin and stacking. Then, if I want to check on them, I gotta you know sort through everything. So, yeah, yeah. I'll do the same thing this year, way easier. For sure,
0: yeah. I, I, my plan is to hopefully, like, you know, whenever you know, I get my living situation sorted out. I would like two separate rooms. You know, if I can find a three bedroom place, you know, the plan is to have one bedroom for the pythons, another bedroom for the birds. That way I can just cool the entire room.
2: Yeah. That you know, that during, would be
0: nice during the winter. I've, um, uh, but-
2: yeah. I've, the, the unheated storage room I've, I've thought about turning that into kind of like a colubrid room but at this point we just have too much crap i don't i don't yeah. have the space to clear out so but they do yeah. you know they do great in here during the summer and then i could just pop them over there and
0: yeah that you know, no that, that that that's super easy you know because that's the other thing you know with doing the whole room situation is like you know i do want to cool I want to start cooling my colubrids at an early age. Maybe when I once I start producing some, I want to you know the first year Mm -hmm. I'll feed them up, get them off pinks, and get them on eating fuzzies. But then almost right away start cycling them every winter with everything else. You know um, that way. You know as they grow, they'll get used to that cycle because I don't know. I think a lot of people don't think about doing that because they will breed but you know yeah. i do think it's a, it's a more natural cycle for them because it's not like they they don't get a winter until they're ready to breed you know yeah in, i've uh, i've started life.
2: doing that with my male colubrids um okay. you know after the first year i'll, I'll throw them in and uh, let them sit it out since they don't need to put in any size and i still feed the females through their second year but uh i got you yeah seems to work just fine i yeah, mean.
1: And you said it stays about fifty fifty five in there. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys ever? Do you have any issues when it get like a serious cold snap or anything like that?
2: No, no, because it's it's pretty well insulated. You know, okay. being adjacent to the snake room. If I was ever worried about it, I would just open up the door in between and get a little heat in there. And I got portable heaters and stuff. But no, yeah. it never gets that cold up here long enough to mm-hmm. cause any issues.
1: So. Yeah, because we have pretty mild winters. I think. I mean, last winter was actually pretty legit compared to previous winters that we've had. And
0: yeah, it got pretty cold, but my
1: closet works out well for for bromating because there's no heat or AC in there, so it's usually yeah. just a, maybe maybe 10 degrees warmer than it is outside. Um, so that means last year when I was cooling, they were getting into the I think lower 60s. Um, but I was listening to it was I think it was Clint Bartley was on the the new show with Zach Lofton and uh, Matt Most and he was talking about that and he he thinks they need to get colder because having them in that sort of weird in between uh, right might sort of toy with their you know their their systems a little bit and not in a good way right. um, so what I'm thinking I might do this year is depending on how serious our winters looking you know putting them here in the garage um, and then I guess. The way I figure is if I get if it gets if we have nights where it gets near or below freezing, which isn't often, yeah, um, either moving them inside or just having a putting a heat lamp out to point in that general direction, just to right.
0: the ambience a little up. But well, what know. you could do because I mean, in in here, you know, even when it's thirty two degrees outside, it's not going to be still going to be a little warm. It's going right. to be warmer in here, so you could easily get away with like a little space heater or mm-hmm. something, or like because what I use for because like right now my my python, I have my snakes in two separate. Separate houses right now. You know, my colubrids are where I'm staying, and then my He's pythons. In a tent are, in the yeah, and then my pythons <laughs> are at the house I'm renting, but not living at currently. Um, old hobo brunch. Yeah, and um, but my pythons are in a um, are at ambient temperatures right now. I'm running at about, it about hot as hell in that Yeah, too. I run it about eighty three yeah. degrees in there, and they do, they're doing really well. Um, like that, um, it's not my favorite setup, but it works for what I have. Um but I have an oil pan heater, you know, it's an electric, it plugs in, but it it's a heat emitter rather than yeah. like blowing heat, it just kinda yeah. radiates radiates. Yeah. Yeah, you that's know, what I have. if
2: I if I need it during
0: the winter. They they work fantastic for you know getting, you know, a better ambient heat versus you know a more directed heat you know, something like that in here mm-hmm. would, i think that would probably perfect. get the whole garage fairly yeah. toasty i would think but yeah but you, you know. know you can yeah and those are but they're also really adjustable so you mm-hmm. can only turn it up yeah and bit, i i even right uh, the rack and
2: for mine i bought a heavy duty thermostat it's, it's not a not a reptile one but just a big uh, heavy like yeah. 2000 watt thermostat to mm-hmm. control it so if i ever if we ever do have a cold snap i'm more worried about just not letting the the main room dip too cold and i'll just hook that up and set up for 72 whatever whenever i wanted that
1: yeah i'm probably planning for for something that's not likely to be a regular occurrence because like it doesn't get near freezing or really below freezing very often here in the winter um
0: we usually get come january we'll normally get a handful of days that get below freezing we'll have a solid manageable we'll have a solid week that's in the 30s we get snow once a
1: decade and it's usually (laughs) like a half inch it's not even that much. Yeah, and
3: everyone yeah we'll them. have
2: one or two good snows throughout the year, and we'll have a lot of nights in the freeze, you know, in the twenties and stuff, and maybe occasionally in the teens. But even with that, the room I use now is, you know, it's well insulated enough that it's it's not still not driving below fifty overnight. So nice.
1: And when do you usually pair your Amazons? Um,
2: that's kind of flexible. I've done it. I've pretty much had litters all months of the year, but I will typically these days if I'm if I'm Making an attempt, I'll probably pair them starting in like January, somewhere around okay. there. I often get litters like September time frame, August, September, October, somewhere around there.
1: Do you do any cycling so. with them, be it food or?
2: Just the natural room cycle. At, okay. That, you know, the normal drop in the yeah. winter
1: of about eight degrees or so. Uh,
2: and I kind of just let that do the work for pretty much everything.
3: Mm-hmm. And do
0: you not? Do you change for... food at all with that?
2: i have not needed to not with the amazons i'm gonna <clears throat> i have some red bloods that have been a little bit of a pain for me and just not bred so i'm trying a little bit of food cycling with them this year i was talking to to ryan about that so i've pretty much been starving them not starving them they're still got <laughs> plenty of uh fat on them but uh I'm just not feeding them pretty much most of the summer and then right as i i'm getting ready to pair them come october november i'm gonna start getting a bunch of small meals and see if that kind of kicks them into gear because i've that's, had them i've had them here they they should be used to my room by now they've been in the same conditions for a good three four years i just don't want to go for me and their previous proven breeders so I'm, yeah i'm not quite sure what's not kicking them off but
0: that's what i have found worked for me with carpets you know is i you know i left heat on you know ambience dropped ambience dropped kinda. And then my first, my first season I bred them, I turned heat off at night, turned it back on during the day. And then the second year I bred them, I just left the heat on, but I let my ambience drop down, but I cut off their food completely from like November to February. Okay. You know, like that, that's solid, you know, a couple months. Cause I've talked to Harlan wall, you know, he was a big proponent Proponent of food cycling being a big factor in you know pretty much all tropical you know pythons. Yeah, yeah. You know because Bloods was actually something that he brought up is you know that he was having problems with getting Bloods to breed and then he started not so much with the temp temperatures, more so with food mm-hmm. and he said that's what he found you know kind of kicked them because they hit they have no food for winter time you know whereas carpets are winter breeders you know but the spring breeders yeah. you know they go. The winter without food and then they start getting food and they're like okay, it's time to breed you know and
2: yeah that's the idea so we'll uh we'll see if it works I mean it's a weird thing because you know I breed Borneos every year never had an issue never not gotten a clutch I was trying for with them but then yeah bringing red bloods which should be exactly the same thing <laughs> for whatever <laughs> reason two of the three females just don't want to go for me yeah so,
0: nah.
1: you notice yeah. any major attitude differences between the bloods and the Borneos?
2: Um, I can't say I personally have maybe, uh, maybe the Borneos are a touch mellower, but Mm. honestly, they all are pretty easy to deal with as adults. I only got one. My, of course, he's my breeder male. It's not going anywhere. He's insane. And there's, there's no common him down. But other than that, I mean, they're all, they're all hissy, you know, they don't like to be held, but, uh, (laughs) pick any of them up and move them around and do whatever I need to do with them. So, yeah.
1: I had a little baby one, and I think it was a short tail. I thought it was a blood, but now that I'm looking at pictures and stuff, I think it was a short tail. And that thing was like a jack in the box; like you can yeah. see the eyes moving and watching you. <laughs> all,
2: and of you knew, Borneos, all of my uh, Borneos, all my Borneos this it was year. Do it, yeah. This you knew, yeah. for whatever reason, this clutch, they're all insane, and they haven't it's started. coming anxiety-inducing.
1: Yeah, I don't. I so don't know why. You knew it was coming, but you weren't sure when. Yeah, and it would yeah. just explode, and it would scare the piss yeah, out of they're me every crazy. <laughs> like... yeah.
0: I actually so like Justin knows I had a little spat spat with Bloods for a very short period. But I had this I got this freaking diesel of a you know male blood from a from a guy up the road and this thing was a jackass. Was that big for a male? <laughs> I mean he seemed more. He wasn't that big, but he was I I a little chunky. Really. yeah he was an adult. I remember male. that animal
1: because
0: he, yeah. yeah, he was a dick. Yeah, he was dick. He was I guess he wasn't that he I guess he wasn't that big, but you know, he was for me dealing with blood, so it was a big blood for me. But so like I had it in quarantine, and like my buddy or slash roommate at the time was kind of wanting to get into the snakes a little bit. And so he started helping me with some of the stuff. And um, so he was messing with some of the bloods because that that's what he was thinking about messing with, with more than like carpets. And I told him not to, he wanted to treat some of the stuff because they were in quarantine. I was like, you can treat the little ones again. But I was like, let me deal with the, the big one when I get home. Cause I was going to my parents' house for dinner or something. And he was like, man, come on, I can deal with it. I was like, "No, nah, dude, like, just leave it. Let me deal with it. I get, 20 minutes into my dinner and he sends me a picture of just a bloodied up arm (laughs) and he was like yeah so i tried it with the big male i dropped him and i was like dude i was like that's exactly why he did it that is a fat snake you drop that thing standing up like
2: it's not really a good way to restrain a big blood python there's just you know just avoid it all you can i've thankfully i've never taken a real big bad bite from any of the the bloods of borneos you know it's all just babies um and they yeah. but uh yeah i have a little bit of a i built a shield that just puts a, <laughs> a couple of a couple holes yeah. through a clear uh clear tote lid and i kind of yeah. use that just to kind of block his face i use that for the scrubs and stuff sometimes too if i just need to pop in and grab the a bottle shield. or whatever yeah, yeah exactly works great and uh yeah, as long as he can't see that signature right up against his face he's fine then you can scoop him up and plop him in another container or whatever you need to do
0: but uh
1: you need to get, like, a police yeah. sticker and put it on the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: right. Right, riot yeah. That's actually Call one of the scrub. better better
2: tools I've made for myself. I can use that for a lot of stuff.
0: Dude, I use shields, like, a lot. Because, like, my, my scrub's in a standalone tub right now. And so, like, I have to take the lid off to get into them. And, dude, I use that lid as a shield oh, whenever yeah. I do it. You know, I won't even use a hook. I'll sit there. I'll take one of the perches out because he has two Brahms perches in there. So, I'll I'll take the lid and i'll block him with it and then i'll reach in grab one of the perches and then i'll drop it to the floor and leave him on the other side of it i will reach in, grab his water dish real real smoothly yeah. and you know it, shields are great no, it's man. great and if, if
2: you got a snake's curled up you just put it right over the top of them you know they'll sit there for a few minutes figuring out what the hell this thing is and <laughs> yeah that gives you plenty plenty of time to get in there and clean stuff or whatever you need to do
0: yeah, yeah. man yeah, that's so. great. I've never thought about using zip ties that actually have like a handle for it. You know? Yeah, yeah.
2: I just drilled a couple of holes and then zip, zip tie through it. So yeah, I can hold it in the middle, so I'm not, you know, fingers aren't coming yeah. or anything like that.
0: Yeah, it's I like it.
1: You can just get a cheap door handle from Lowe's and put it on one there. You can do that yeah. too. Yeah, so, I just man, that like blood it. though was it. like you. It, you could see the gears turning. You could see the eyes moving. <laughs> you could tell it was it, it was aware that that you were there and you knew something was coming. See, I feel just, like you, you didn't know when and it was
2: they, they got those eyes. You, you know, they're watching yeah, you. Oh
0: I, feel, see, I feel like, you know, Bloods are Bloods and Borneos like they are tentative, like they are watching you. But I feel like there's a difference in Gears turning in, in Bloods and Borneos versus Gears turning in Scrubs.
3: Oh yeah. Like well, yeah. there's a whole. A you know, I feel Without like doubt.
0: the bloods and Borneo's their gears turning is like all oh, fuck, all oh, fuck, all oh, fuck. Like you know, it's, like it's oh, back. Yeah, it's back. Okay, am I gonna bite? Am I gonna bite? Am I gonna bite? You See know, the anxiety and, happening. And really? the, the yeah. scrubs over here, like the square root of a plus z yeah. equals. <laughs> we'll you know?
2: Yeah. Speaking of the uh, <laughs> the shield, you know every every other animal works great for. The scrubs is the only ones that are looking for ways to get around it, or yeah, enough to yeah, know they just need to get to the other side of it.
0: Yeah, exactly. You, know, that's you
2: open the uh-huh. door
1: and the you hear the the bell from a boxing match. <laughs>
0: <Bing>. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, no, they're they're crazy, man. They they cal- I swear, it's like they calculate everything. I had I had my scrub reach out. I swear to God, I was three feet away from him. You know, he's only four. He's only four foot long, maybe a little bit longer, but I was walking by his tub thinking i was far enough away and he projectiled his entire body at me and grabbed onto like the fat of my leg on the side and, oh my yeah. gosh dude i was like you yeah oh, you jerk oh my like, god and it hurts Jeez, oh i've never been bitten by a snake that small and it hurts so bad
2: yeah i took i've i've only had a couple bad bites over the years but uh none of them were my snakes but back when i was helping with yasser with some of his and he had some barnecks, necks uh, there was like a eight or nine foot strong bar neck and i he just got me squarely across the back of the hand and
3: oh. that was
2: that was gnarly and you know i think there was a tooth or two stuck in there and i couldn't flex my fingers for at least a few days maybe a few weeks i can't remember at this point but that was probably one of the worst if not the worst bite i've ever had but thankfully i've been pretty lucky you know if you if you yeah. read them pretty well you can avoid all that
0: stuff. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. No man, those those big snake you nail know, bites are nothing to bad at. Man, I actually got nailed. I had I, I the
1: retic bites I've seen like a big retic bites. are yeah. pretty gnarly. That, stuff yeah. about...
0: that crap can that an artery artery, man. Like it's no joke. You know, you may as well be dealing with something venomous at that point. You know, at least if it's if it's nasty. Um. Yeah, I was about to say something else, and then you derailed me. lost it well it's gone
1: all that arboreal stuff is no fun to get bit by yeah
0: no oh yeah no i got nailed by um one of my adult carpets the other day (laughs) and like luckily i reacted (laughs) fast enough for him not be able to like hold on to me but he's one of my nicest animals he is uh, he is he is a complete sweetheart you know he's one of the animals i trust like hand people you know he's an adult male but you know, it was the same day I cleaned mice with Justin. I actually had, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was thawing, I was thawing out mice cause I was at the, you know, the, I was in the Python room at the other house. So I kind of had to do a lot in one day. So I was feeding and cleaning partial. And, um, so I've been messing with mice and I just, he's in a Brahms portal in a, in a tub. And so I've got these little tabs on the glass that you use to slide open and Grab the tab and start sliding open. And I even thought about it, I was like, I don't think he's gonna try and get me. As soon as I thought that, he came flying <laughs> out, man. And I reacted just quick enough to pull out, pull out of his mouth. But man, he grabbed me, he nicked me on the side of my hand. And boy, for some reason, that hurt. It hurt because he hit me with you know, food response, right? You know, exactly. Power, you know. But then the next day, I ended up, I pulled one tooth out of my knuckle and then I squeezed another one out, it was like a pimple. Like popping a pimple, I oh, squeeze it. Oh, was that it. you that posted mm. the
3: pictures? I thought that was Casey. No, no, I sent that those.
0: Was you, yeah, yeah, no, I sent the pictures in the group chat. Yeah, it was yeah, two yeah. Hand a that's already busted. Huh? That's the
1: same hand that's already busted. Yeah, it's the broken hand. <laughs> it's yeah, a insult to injury at that point.
0: Yeah, no.
2: Yeah, I never, uh, never opened one of the Borneo tubs without a hook because they're 90 yeah. percent of the time waiting right there. Really? <laughs> I cannot imagine a worse bite than a feeding bite from like my big six foot female. Oh, she's hungry sorry. all the time, so I'll, I'll avoid that at all costs.
1: Yeah, it's different with them because they have the power behind it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, she's she's
2: thicker than my you know than my bicep, and she's got a lot more strength, and she's just gonna rip and pull and throw one giant coil around it. And I yeah. I've wrestled with her plenty over the years, off of eggs and everything else. And I cannot imagine trying to get her off. She thinks she's got food. So. She's
0: she's probably about as big around, if not bigger than your scrubs around. Oh, she's way bigger. She's
2: she's oh, yeah. about two liter. Yeah, she's a thirty thirty pounds. Borneo. Me. She's. I mean, she's like sixteen years old. So nice. She's, that's awesome. Less, yeah,
0: <laughs> that's crazy. That's a big Borneo. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, she is. She is.
2: I had another that's one, awesome. same size. She uh, was about the same age, but she passed away last year. Not not sure why. Just ah. kind of random, out of the blue, upside yeah. down. But yeah, I don't that's tend awesome. to grow them quite so big these days. But uh, yeah, it's, there's nothing nothing like a big Borneo. I mean, it's a it's a twelve foot snake and a six foot body. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, giant sausage. Sure.
0: Exactly. Crazy.
1: Cool. But, well, we're at yeah. an hour t- uh, hour forty. Yeah,
0: hour forty.
1: Uh, wow. Where can people get a hold of you if they want to inquire? uh
2: in- Yeah, Instagram is great. Python Elmer on there. Um, you can also just find my personal Facebook page, Christian Elmer. It's ninety five percent snakes anyway. So, no website at the moment. So those are probably the two best spots. Cool. Cool, man.
1: Yeah. Well, we enjoyed it.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah. This no, is this was great. Fun. Thanks, guys. I'm glad we glad we finally, we finally made, made it, it happen. happen yeah
0: yeah, yeah absolutely and uh you'll be hearing from me about those memories <laughs> <soon>. <laughs> I, I
2: got your <laughs> stickers i got stickers on them so sweet <laughs> they're set aside awesome all right we appreciate all right appreciate you coming
0: man. on brother yep talk to you later yeah. all right have a good one boom there one, you have it, 133? Is that episode it 133 episode 133 yeah. We completely
1: forgot to mention Steve's yeah, sanctuary. I actually thought of about show. That. There was just so much going on
0: about halfway through. I was like, I ah, kind
1: of just jumped man. into it. Yeah. Uh, so this show and many of our previous shows and many of our future shows are brought to you by Steve nature and his venom hot sauces. Uh, if you purchase these hot sauces, you are helping Steve support, uh, his sanctuary that does a lot of public outreach, a lot of education, obviously rescues, removals.
0: Just a lot of
3: good, uh, all
1: the good stuff that yeah. people need to be doing for the snakes. Steve is doing it.
3: Yeah,
0: he's um, he's the. Man I hope he's okay he's during this
1: hurricane stuff that's going on down there. I probably yeah. ought to message him and ask him. And he's sure. a
0: he's a first responder too. Yes. Isn't he? So he's he's, 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 he's getting busy as hell. Yeah, he's probably on the front line of that. So y'all keep him in uh, in, your, in thoughts. your thoughts. You know, he's a he's a good dude doing a lot of stuff. Um, I th- I think it's cool how he goes to, he doesn't just go to like reptile shows, you know, he goes to like comic cons and, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. You know, I always think that's neat, you know, trying to get out to those other crowds and having, having your hot sauce is a good way to, uh, to do that. Yeah, there's like, there's hot sauce. Yeah. There's hot sauce enthusiasts and all categories of hobby, whatever, you know? So even if you're not in the snakes, you might be in the hot sauce. obliterating their taste buds yeah, for some reason. I don't know, but if you're gonna do it, do it with Steve Snakeshuary hot sauce. Damn and Skippy. So, it's good. I'm not a hot sauce guy, but I liked it. So I liked his.
1: Definitely gonna have to goes. have Christian on in episode of Corn Stars at some point. Yeah, if yeah. you haven't checked out the first episode, it just dropped not twenty not even twenty-four hours ago.
0: Shameless plug. Uh
1: me and Joe Phelan talking about corn snakes. New show we're gonna do once a month, twice a month. Corn Who knows? Everyone's like, you're abandoning the chondro cast. And my answer to that is kind of, yep. I just, I don't know. I like, like there's, there's only so much you can talk about with chondros with corn snakes. At least there's, there's a little more going on. Not saying chondro cast won't happen ever again. I'm just saying it's not, it's, it's, it's always been something that's kind of taken a backseat to everything else. So it is the bastard child of the (laughs) herpeticulture
3: Network. The bastard child. So So does
0: THP, does that make THP like the older brother? Since it was the, the first one.
1: Uh, it's like the pimp daddy of all of them, pimp
0: daddy of the all the original. Of them. Oh, geez! Oh, yeah. So, yeah.
1: So, thank you all again. Yeah, uh, we will be back Monday for snakes and stogies 89, I believe. No idea what Phil has yeah. planned, he's always got something up them wolf like sleeves,
0: them wolf like sleeves.
1: Uh, and then, you know, we're gonna try and fr- so so I explained on Cornstars last night. It's gonna be me and Joe predominantly, but then when we have guests, it's gonna be me and Chab. Mm-hmm. So I want to make that happen. We just gotta coordinate. Painchab's work schedule's a little more hectic. Um,
0: if for some so, reason Painchab can't make it, I can sub in. If good. you just need somebody, but I know I'm probably your last choice since you hate me. Um, Am I picking on you too much? <laughs> Is that
3: no
1: is that why? No, it's fine I pick on you out of love. It's it's not.
0: Yeah, everybody says that. They're like, you know, you. You're, you're just so easy to mess with. Everybody says you're easy just target. easy to, Maybe it's because you're you're easy to pick easy to pick on. You're easy to pick on. I always hear that. And I'm just sitting here existing, like, yeah.
1: We do cool. yeah,
0: Bratz is so. the,
1: the, the butt of a lot of jokes, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But he takes it like a champ.
0: Yeah, I just cry myself to sleep at night. Yeah, me too. <laughs> club, club dang man is that is that why you just project your insecurities yes, on me yeah that's exactly it got it got it subconsciously
1: i, I hate myself and i just have to make sure that
0: <laughs> somebody else it hates goes, themselves equally it gets
1: passed on to somebody else
0: well you do a good job at making me thank hate you. myself so thank you thanks man
1: all right thank you everyone <laughs> have a good evening have a good morning thanks. have a good day
0: thanks for everything y'all Sleep well or have a good day. Whatever it may be.